Guess who's back? Back again. It's your host of the Lockdown Pirates, Ethan Smith. And on today's show, we're going to talk about the Pittsburgh Pirates winning baseball games, the resurgence of Key Brian Hayes, if Luis Ortiz can become consistent, and a little bit more about that too. All of that and more on today's episode of Locked On Pirates, brought to you by Sleeper. You are Locked On Pirates, your daily Pittsburgh Pirates podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome back to the Locked On Pirates Podcast, everybody. My name is Ethan Smith, your host of the Locked On Pirates Podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network where it is your team, your Pittsburgh Pirates, every day. And before we get started with today's show, I want to extend a thank you to Gary Morgan and Jeff Carr for holding down the fort for me last week. Thank you for all for the kind words to my mother and myself. It was all very appreciated. If you donated to the GoFundMe as well, thank you so much for that. But we're business as usual again. We're here on the Locked on Pirates podcast. You see the lower third right there. We're back. And one thing that's been happening in my absence is the Pirates winning baseball game. So I can already see the comments saying, hey, bring Gary back so we can keep winning. But we'll hope that I have that same uh, flair about me with this Pittsburgh Pirates team because, folks, they're winning baseball games right now. And they're not just winning baseball games. They are playing good baseball in a lot of facets if you just look at how they've played over their past 10 games. I mean, they're 7-3 and three in their past 10. They've won six of their last seven course the only loss coming on sunday to the st louis cardinals in that uh series finale and a series that they won but they're playing very good baseball and since i've talked to you guys uh about almost two weeks ago up to this point they've surpassed their win total from 2022 with 20 plus games to go meaning they have a chance to make some good things happen here down the stretch and how could a positive season or how could you take away positivity from a season like the Pirates have had? Well, you look at the April start that they had, and I predicted 74 wins at the beginning of the year, and after April, they only needed 54 more wins for the remainder of the year, and they've still yet to reach that mark. They are still 64-74, and 74, so they have to win 10 more games for them to reach my season prediction of 74-88. and 88. But again... What more or less about the season, what would a competitive ending mean for this team? It'll mean a lot, and there's a lot of reasons why. These young guys um, playing all these multiple playoff-hungry teams. Now, obviously, I say playoff-hungry teams, but all the teams I'm going to mention are more than likely going to make the playoffs or just be right outside of it, and that is the uh, Milwaukee series that we're currently in right now. The Chicago Cubs series, uh, the Atlanta Braves series, it follows this Milwaukee series. They still have a series against the Cincinnati Reds, who they've actually played very good against this year. You still have a series against the Philadelphia Phillies, and you still have that season finale against the Miami Marlins, another team that's looking to find their way into the playoffs in that crazy NL wild card. Realistically, down the stretch of the year, the Pirates' only series they have left where they're playing teams that are unlikely to make the playoffs that are not eliminated already are the Washington Nationals and the New York Yankees. 
yes, I said the New York Yankees because they're not making the playoffs. They're not eliminated, but they would have to do some crazy things and some crazy things would have to happen for the New York Yankees to make the playoffs. So you hear those stretch of games and you're probably thinking to yourself, okay, the Pirates might not have a winning record in those games. It's very plausible that they don't. But I think more or less at this point, obviously the Pirates not making the playoffs unless they, again, do something absolutely insane down the stretch of the season. You want to see these guys, especially the young guys, like Key Brian Hayes, who we'll talk about in the second segment of today's show, Leo Piguero, um, Jack Sawinski, Vinny Capra, if you want to throw him in there. A lot of the young guys, you want to see them be competitive against these teams. And you've already seen the Pirates be competitive against almost every team that I've mentioned except the Chicago Cubs. They've played good games against Milwaukee. They have a negative record against Milwaukee, but they've played good games against them. They've played decent against the Cubs lately, but that's not anything to speak of what they've done all season against Chicago. They've played very well against Cincinnati, but obviously the games that they beat Cincinnati in, Cincinnati was not the animal that they are now. And then you look at that Atlanta Braves series. I mean, there was a realistic world where one or two different bounces, the Pirates sweep that series. The Philadelphia Phillies, they've played the Phillies pretty hard this year. The Miami Marlins, they've played them pretty hard this year. So it's not out of the realm to say that the Pirates could be 500 against those teams. They could, you know, have a winning record against those teams. They could have a losing record against those teams. All three of those things are very likely options with the way this Pirates team is playing right now. The offense looks like it's finding its stride a little bit. Leover Piguero and some of these young guys are really starting to find, figure some things out. Andy Rodriguez is not letting go of that catcher position right now. And I don't think he will for a very long time. And albeit the pitching, I mean, we don't know who's ever pitching outside of Keller at Oviedo half the time. But even the pitching as of late has not been terrible, especially from the bullpen. So let's just say in those games against Milwaukee, Chicago, Cincinnati, Atlanta, Philly, and um, Miami, it's 15 games. Let's say they go 7-8 and eight in those games. It's a negative record, or 7-7 seven and seven now because they beat the, uh, the Brewers last night, so it would be 14 games. So say they go 6-8 and eight, or 7-7. Seven and seven. Then all you're asking them to do in the Nationals and the Yankees series is win three of those six games, and they're around 72 to 74 wins, if my math serves me correctly. Yeah, because 64 plus 7 is 71, plus 3 is 74. You don't even have to win the series against Washington or the Yankees. You don't have to win both. Now, if they win both of those series, then you're cooking with house money on getting to that 74-win total. And it's something they can do. I mean, just the way that they're playing right now, you're seeing these guys play with a little bit of swagger, a little bit of confidence. It's plausible. And I don't think that 74 wins, just as a number, or even 72, should be understated when you're looking at it in a microcosm of the fact that it would be a double-digit win improvement from the prior year. And yeah, it's it's been a weird season, folks. I mean, they were the best team in baseball coming out of April record-wise outside of the um, Tampa Bay Rays. But 
we've seen a lot of improvements this year. A lot of different things that have been very good to see from this Pittsburgh Pirates team. And lately, one of those things has been Key Brian Hayes. And the winning recipe for this Pirates team is starting to look pretty simple. And Key Brian Hayes is a part of that simplicity. We'll get into Key Brian Hayes here in just a moment. But I want to let you guys know about the wonderful people over at Sleeper, where you can get up to a $100 match on your first deposit on mobile only at sleeper.com slash promo slash locked on. Because guess what? The playoffs are right around the corner, folks, which means the clock is ticking on your chance to 100 times your cash on daily fantasy baseball. Baseball has never been more exciting than it is now with studs like Acuna, Betts, and Otani. Pick more or less on stats for these stars like home runs, hits, strikeouts, and more for up to a 100 times payout on Sleeper. Get your picks right and you could win big. You can have a bunch of friends on the app. There's different group chats where you guys can share what you guys think is going to happen. By the way, you want to bet on Brian Reynolds or Key Brian Hayes to hit a home run tonight or even just get more than one and a half hits? You can do that too. You have group chats. You have team chats. The app is super easy to use. And guess what? Entries can be made in under one minute, folks. So use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. And, of course, there you go. Get up to a $100 match on your first deposit on mobile only. Sleeper.com slash promo code slash locked on. And welcome back to today's episode of Locked On Pirates, everybody. Of course, we're about to get here into the second segment and Key Brian Hayes' resurgence. But thank you to the everydayers who listen to this show all the time. You guys are amazing for your comments, your likes, your subscriptions on YouTube. Make sure, by the way, that you leave a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and listen wherever you want. We're everywhere. We're on every podcast network. We're on every podcast platform. We're on YouTube. And also, thank you for 1,200 subscribers on YouTube. That also happened while I was away. I don't think I realized how far or how long I was gone until I uh, booted this up today and started doing it again. So thank you guys for your unraveling support. I, I, I can't, it, it literally can't be put into words how much you guys mean to me and the show. And something else that's hard to put into words is what Key Brian hates means to this Pittsburgh Pirates team. And there's no doubt that Key Brian Hayes has been an interesting player since he came to Pittsburgh in 2020. We all remember the debut of Key Brian Hayes in the COVID season. It was right before I became the host of this show. And I said, I needed that jersey. I got his jersey immediately. What does he do after that? He hits the opening day home run at Wrigley Field. And I went over the Chicago, or a lot. Was it a win or a loss? I don't remember if it was a win or a loss because I don't care. It was 2021. But then we remember he, of course, has the wrist injury that keeps him out for a large chunk of that season. And we know the defense is always there. He's flashed it a lot. And we'll get into that here in a little bit. And he's dealt with injuries a lot, too, folks. And I've had and heard discourse about Key Brian Hayes and his injury history. Of course, he had the lower back inflammation earlier this year. He's had minor injuries throughout the year. He had minor injuries last year. It's been a mess in terms of the injury department a little bit. But 
He's had a resurgence since coming back from that low back inflammation uh, IL stint that he had. And you knew the you you knew the glove was going to be there when he came back. It's always going to be. He is just that good defensively over at the hot corner. There's no doubting that at all about Key Brian Hayes. But then, hold on, everybody. Then the bat lately, folks, has been crazy for Key Brian Hayes. I mean, every time that he has an at bat right now, I am locked in. When Key Brian Hayes is at the plate this year, I'm locked in. I mean, you can't help but not be. The kid is ridiculous in terms of what he's been doing at the plate and at the hot corner and what it means for this team. And as I've mentioned, yeah, the glove is there. He should already have won a gold glove last year. And jokingly, with the bat playing better, he might finally have the batting average to win the gold glove award which, mind you, is a defensive award. But despite the injuries, despite the time he's been out this year, he's still ranked second in all of Major League Baseball in outs above average. And that's not just at third base. That is all across baseball. I think he's tied for second. I believe Dansby Swanson is the leader over there in Chicago. And the bat has always been the question for him. We knew that through the minor league system, through his progression, through the time he's had in Pittsburgh. The bat has always been the part where we're saying, can he get up into the 260s? Can he get up into the 270s? Can he start hitting more home runs? Can he get on base more often? Is he going to bring the whiffs down? Is he going to stop striking out on everything that's high and inside? That was killing Key Brian Hayes. For a while, and it still does to a degree. But he's figured some things out. Since August 1st, it is now September 5th. So this is since August 1st, so about a month and change. Key Brian Hayes has 15 extra base hits since August 1st. Which is nearly 40% of his season total of 41 extra base hits. Not too shabby, right? Then you take a a little look deeper into what Key Brian Hayes has been doing. He has, on pace, right now, he has his best career numbers in batting average, slugging, OPS, triples, and total bases. And home runs. He's getting there with the homers, too. Just like, if you want to have a good time, just go look at his baseball reference page. And look at just everything. Key Brian Hayes, his StatCast page, his baseball reference page, his MLB.com page are just the funnest things in the world to look at. I'm so serious. It really is to me. I look at it almost every day. And you heard all those good things about Hayes. Over his past 30 games, he's slashing 295, 346, 549, and 895 with seven home runs and 22 RBIs. Even better, in his last 15 games, four of those seven home runs have come in those last 15 games. Very good things that you're seeing from Key Brian Hayes right now and what he has been able to do 
at the plate while also maintaining his elite level glove at third base. So you're probably asking, what has he done differently at the plate to improve? One of the biggest things for me that I've seen is his opposite field power. He's using all parts of the field to his advantage right now. I mean, you're, the home runs obviously are usually left field, left center field, center field. But last night, you look at the uh, other big hit that he had, the triple off the Clemente wall. He took a ball opposite field and hit it off the Clemente wall. That's something that you've wanted to see from Key Brian Hayes for quite some time. You want to see some power. You want to see those extra base hits. You want to see the home run total go up a little bit. And you're starting to see that now from him. And I think... and. Trust me, I don't think this is a blip, folks. I think this is something he's going to be able to do for his whole career. And then I mentioned some of the stats, but then I went to StatCast, as I told you. Just go look at it. It's so fun. He has the best average exit velocity right now of his career at 92.7 miles per hour on average. He's hitting the ball hard, and he's hitting it everywhere. That is one of the biggest things that I've seen about Key Brian Hayes as of late. He's hitting the ball hard, and he's using all parts of the field. He's not just pulling the ball left like he always does. He's pushing it to the right field wall. He's pushing it down the right field line a lot. And he's been good on the base pass, too. He's been aggressive on the base pass. Mark to that triple yesterday. His launch angle is also considerably down as well. Remember all the pop-ups that Key Brian Hayes had 2021 and 2022? Yeah, it's because he had a 12.8 launch angle. Then he's dropped to a 7.0 launch angle. Which is very, that's on average, by the way. So his launch angle on home runs has been a lot better. But that's on average. And then you you guys know I love percentiles. I love numbers. His hard hit percentage. So you heard the average exit velocity. But his hard hit percentage is superb right now, folks. He ranks in the 89th percentile among all MLB players in hard hit percentage. Very good. That is nothing to slouch at. And it's also something that we already knew about Hayes. He always hits the ball hard. He was also considered one of the unluckiest hitters in baseball last year. And by the way, that 89th percentile hard hit percentage is 49.5. So half the time that Key Brian Hayes goes up to the plate, he's hitting the ball hard based off of what StatCast would call hard. And, you know, his whiff rate ranks highly as well, and his base on balls percentage is up nearly two points. Very good stuff that you like to hear, too. He's being patient. At the plate, which is, of course, the Andy Haynes offensive mentality. But he does it in a way where he can remain aggressive and get his pitch. And as I said, again, just check out his StatCast page. It's so fun. And you'll just genuinely be able to see the improvements that he's made this season in just pure statistics and numbers. It speaks loudly to the improvements that he's made this year. But I think the biggest takeaway from all this about Key Brian Hayes playing well 
is that when he, Brian Hayes, plays well, the Pittsburgh Pirates play well. Notice the trend here that Key Brian Hayes has played very good baseball over the past 30 days, and the Pirates have played considerably better baseball over the past 30 days. I don't think that's unremarkable to talk about. I think it's very important because when Key Brian Hayes plays better, this team plays better. And I'm not saying playing better just defensively, offensively. When Key Brian Hayes is hitting the baseball, the Pittsburgh Pirates are a better baseball team. And his resurgence is speaking to that. And if he could take this and end the season like he has for the last month or so, Pirates could be playing with some house money with that really nice contract they signed him to last year. And, you know, could lead to Key Brian Hayes doing some pretty good things. There was another player that did well uh, last night also. That was Luis Ortiz. Can he be more consistent? I think that's the biggest question that we've all been waiting for from Luis Ortiz. We'll talk about that more in just a moment. We'll be right back. And welcome back to the final segment of today's episode of Locked On Pirates. Again, my name is Ethan Smith, your host of the Locked On Pirates podcast here in the Locked On Podcast Network, where it is your team, your Pittsburgh Pirates, every day. Can Luis Ortiz gain some consistency, folks? I think that's a big question that we need to ask after his pretty good outing yesterday. I won't say it was an impressive outing uh, because he still had some issues with the walks to the K rate, which he has had since forever. And it's something that I still want him to fix. Uh, But before we get to Ortiz, Andrew McCutcheon, of course, left the game yesterday. uh, Tweeted out he's fine, so I'll just go with him being fine. I don't think there's much else that I need to really say about it. Uh, I do expect him to be out for a couple days just for cautionary reasons. Sometimes players say they're fine and they're not. But Kutch, I don't think, would tweet that if he wasn't. So expect um, Andrew McCutcheon to be out for a couple days and then just come back business as usual. But Luis Ortiz, one of the uh, more fun players from 2022, wasn't really talked about all that much before the season started. Flew just right through the system, uh, throwing 99, 100 miles per hour, striking out guys at will in the minors, came up for about five starts last year, did okay, um, and then entered this season realistically as one of the options the Pirates thought they were going to have in the rotation. And 2023 has not had the same results as 2022. Now, one thing I do want to say about Luis Ortiz, let's all remind ourselves that he's 24 years old. We'll get to that in a minute. He's had his struggles this year. If you've watched the games, I I love that when I, do you even watch the games? Yes. If you watch the games, you can tell that his control and his velocity are just not there. And one of the big things with him was his velocity when he came up to this team because they knew, okay, he has a power fastball. One of the issues with that power fastball, though, is he can't throw it where he wants to, and it doesn't have a lot of movement. If 100 miles per hour, it's fast. Trust me, it's hard to hit still. But if it doesn't have movement, it might as well be a 93-mile-per-hour fastball. And Ortiz has felt the repercussions of that. 
His ERA over his past seven appearances, six of those, of course, being starts, is at a 5.14. He struck out 28 guys, but he's walked 19. Not the greatest strikeout-to-walk rate that you want. And we always knew that command was going to be an issue for him, but it has to figure out some point. And it's been a very glaring issue this year. We've obviously seen him get sent down to AAA this year. Since he's come back, he's done a little bit better. Last night, though, he was pretty consistent yesterday, I'll say. I I thought he was fine. Six innings pitch, five hits, two earned runs, three base on balls, and four strikeouts. It's an all-around decent outing. Resulted in a win against the Milwaukee Brewers, who lead the NL Central, a team that you're probably going to be facing off with a lot next year and beyond for this division title. One of the biggest things about yesterday's game, though, that I liked is even when guys got on base, he didn't seem to panic like we've seen Ortiz panic in the past. And he avoided a lot of super or um, he avoided a lot of mistakes in those high leverage situations, which is very good. And I mean, again, if you only allow two runs over six innings, good start to me. That's quality start. It's quality start under MLB's rules and it's quality start under my rules. Now. His fastball velocity is still, on average, 96 miles per hour, which still ranks highly among Major League Baseball. But, I mean, last year, we remember, he was throwing 98 to 100 consistently. Does that speak to Oscar Marine at all? Maybe. I'm not going to speculate. And the biggest issues that Ortiz have, that... Ortiz has, sorry. I mean, he doesn't get a lot of guys to swing and miss. His whiff, his whiff rate is low. His chase rate is low, too, because his secondary pitches just haven't been working in tandem with his fastball. Strikeout and walk rates and hard hit rates are all very low. And again, all of these things are not a death sentence. He's 24 years old. He was a flyer through the system. He has time to figure this out and plenty of time to improve. And you don't have to look far for an example because the guy who's currently the ace of the staff, Mitch Keller, finally figured it out this year and became an all-star, and he's 27. Go back and look at Mitch Keller when he was 24. And you'll probably be thinking you were saying a lot of the same things that you've heard me say about Luis Ortiz, about Mitch Keller. Not saying that they're the same pitcher in any frame of the imagination. But I do say that Ortiz is 24 and he has time to improve. But the Pirates can't hope that he figures it out in the offseason. They cannot go into next year saying, oh yeah, we have Ortiz and Contreras along with Mitch Keller and Oviedo and then just get one free agent. Can't do that. That would be a death sentence to this team next year. Because you can't have openers three times a week. It's just not going to work. And that's where I say it like I'll continue to say it. If the Pirates are going to spend money, go spend it on pitching. If you're going to trade for something, trade for controllable pitching. That's what they need to do, folks. And Ortiz is a part of that problem. And it's unfortunate that he's a part of that problem. But I have faith in him. I think he'll improve. 
as his career goes on. Does he eventually end up just being a bullpen guy? Sure. I'd be fine with that, having a guy throwing 98 to 100 out of the bullpen. But we'll see what happens with Luis Ortiz. We'll see if he can gain some consistency down the stretch of the year. And with that said, the Pirates, of course, face off against the Brewers tonight. They win tonight. They win their third straight series in their seventh game in their last eight as Brandon Woodruff will face off with, I don't know. I don't think it was announced as of yet. Um, I can look. No, it was not. It was not announced yet who will be pitching for the Pirates. But, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. You guys are the best fans that a podcast host could ask for. My name is Ethan Smith of the Locked On Pirates podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at MVP underscore Ethan or at Locked On Pirates for all of your news, analysis, opinions, and fun times about the Pittsburgh Pirates. Have a wonderful rest of your Tuesday. I'm glad to be back. Hopefully you guys are glad to have me back. But until then, I'll see you on the flip side tomorrow, guys.